following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network. For a full list of our shows, as well as breaking sports news and engaging feature stories, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com. Basketball Society. What's going on, everybody? Alex Fishbein back again with the Atlantic Files. We are on episode number 79. And as always, I want to open this up by saying, well, first off, thank you to everybody who is listening to this. Second off, make sure you check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com and the Underdog Sports Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, So... I want to say real quick, thank you guys for kind of sticking with me through this really weird and rough schedule I've had so far. Um, uh, like I said last week, if you were following my Twitter, I gave the podcast update about how um, there would not be an episode last week because I was traveling to All-Star Weekend. Um, and at the time, I didn't want to bring all my recording equipment uh, because I was I didn't want to spend the extra money to check in bags on the flight. I mean, that's just who I am, you know, like I don't want to pay all those extra bag fees. <laughs> so, uh yeah, I didn't bring my stuff with me to All-Star Weekend so I could not record a podcast for you guys there. Uh but we did at Basketball Society, record some things on our trip. So if you check out our YouTube page, which is the Basketball Society, uh, you'll find us on YouTube there. Um, please subscribe to us as well. And uh, you will find a vlog from all of our adventures there at All-Star Weekend. Uh, I can give you guys a quick recap here since uh, this is the first time I've had it. Um, since This is the first episode we've had since All-Star Weekend, so... Uh, it was it was really fun. It was really a good time. Ubers in Los Angeles are ridiculously expensive, by the way. Uh, I paid $98 for an Uber from the airport. Uh, I had to, you know, close the app, reopen it, question if this was real life, close the app again and reopen it one more time. You know, I had to text some people, see if that's what the the, the price usually was, if taxis were less expensive. You know, I was doing pretty much everything under my power to see if I could pay anything cheaper than $98. Yeah, I even checked Lyft, and Lyft was like 100 some dollars so I was like, yeah, no. Oh, and by the way, for you wondering if I'm talking about an Uber X, no, I'm talking about the Uber Pool was $98. So, there literally was no cheaper option uh, to, to, to do to get to the hotel. So, yeah. 
Um, if you go to L.A. on a vacation or whatever, don't try and travel by Uber or taxi or anything during rush hour unless you're prepared to drop a whole lot of money. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was a good time. Like We, we uh, got to see guys like Charles Barkley, like Grant Hill. Um, some of our guys were at the Shot in the Dark documentary by uh, d- the one that is being directed by Dwayne Wade. So they uh, met up and saw Dwayne Wade and Chris Broussard. Um, you know, obviously a lot of the stars are going to be out there. A lot of the old players are going to be out there. The Hall of Famers, the reporters, everybody for All-Star Weekend. They're all going to be in one place. So it was a good time. It was nice to see everybody there. Uh Personally, I got to meet one of my favorite rappers in Currency, uh, for any of you rap fans out there. And then we, you know, we, we got to really get out into the some, one of the communities out there and, you know, talk to some of the kids that are out there that play basketball. Like, we went out to Calabasas and we played at one of the, the park basketball courts, just jumped in a game of five on five with a lot of local kids. It was a good time. It was really cool to see, you know, different play styles in a pickup game in different areas. Like from around here, around Philly, you're going to get a whole lot different play style in a pickup game compared to a game out in California. Like just the entire thing is different. Um, a lot of the times here in Philly, you'll get a lot more physical style of play. Even when I was playing pickup in Pittsburgh, it was real physical, real emotional because, you know, with the physical kind of game, you get those guys that are a little on edge, are a little pissed off. So the, the, just the slightest wrong move can set off a fight. Um, whereas in California, I mean, it was much more laid back, which California is in general. It was a lot more, you know, shooting, <laughs> like pass the ball around, shoot it. Um, and it could be a, a, a product of, you know, just us just really wanting to have a good time. Like we weren't there to, you know, compete and play all out as if it was the NBA Finals. But nevertheless, it's still a different style of ball in the pickup game. Um, as far as, you know, like actual high school ball and everything like that, you'll find a lot of similarities across the nation because all of these guys are trying to get to the, you know, the number one schools in the country and then to the NBA. So there's not exactly a a huge difference in that, but when it comes to the pickup style of ball, you'll find a lot of differences in the areas of the country, which, you know, I think is something that's really, I think that's something that's really interesting. It's kind of like how each part of our country has different dialects, it has different uh, slang terms, it has different accents, and like we're all still the same country. You know, it, it's it's different when you're in Europe because you go from say France to Germany. Well, these people have a German accent because they speak a completely different language. We all speak the same language here, but just have different like twangs, have different accents, different you know like little subtle differences that you know make each portion of this country different and. It's cool. Like it's 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 exciting to really learn and see what these what like different people do. Like even the handshakes are different. Like the those kids in California had this one where it's like a quick swipe of the hand and then a, a fist bump. And you know that in Philly you, that's not a thing. 
Um, so it, it's really cool to kind of see the cultural differences. It's kind of cool to see the differences in basketball and just the differences in the community. Like it's just a, a really cool thing to see. And I gotta, I gotta admit, my favorite experience was that exact one with the high school kids in Calabasas. Just being able to, you know, get into like we are basketball society. That's what we are. We're not, we're not NBA society. We're not uh, uh, NCAA men's basketball society. We're not WNBA society. No, we are basketball society. We support all levels of basketball, and we want to integrate with society. Like we want to be, you know, like in, like on the ground with the people. Uh, you know, helping teach basketball, helping just play basketball, just helping further the experience of the sport and help use the sport in a way that brings people together. Like that's that's really what this is all about. And we've we've said it time and time again, like we have a saying, like it's it's not just a society, it's a movement. And you'll also see a lot of us on social media or whatever, you know, commenting on some of the pictures we have saying like, oh, this is the society way. It's like hashtag society way. Like that's just using the game to further relationships and develop new relationships with people and to bring people together is what the society way is. Like when you see these pictures and these these videos of us with these kids in, in California playing basketball, just, you know, putting smiles on people's faces and really building these like these relationships with people, that's the kind of thing that basketball society does. That's what we want to do. And like that's the thing. We're not just this this brand that'll come and give you these podcasts we're not just one that'll come and give you say like uh reporting on a on a college or or an nba game no we want to do everything like we want to cover all facets of basketball going from the grassroots you know small town big city uh poor city rich city whatever it may be we want to bring you the basketball from there all the way to the pros like and everything in between you know what I mean like that's just what we're about that's what it really gets me passionate about this brand that I'm a part of and that I want to further and I hope you guys can feel that from from our standpoint like I hope when you look at our content when you digest the content when you hear these podcasts that we have put out for you guys I I just really hope that you guys can feel the passion that all of us have because I can guarantee you that each one of us in the basketball society, each one of us that's a part of this brand can show you that we have a passion for for basketball, for like whatever we're doing for like like we have guys that are passionate about just sports broadcasting in general guys that are passionate about writing guys that are passionate about using social media to reach all corners of the world like there's just so much different uh aspects of all of these kind of things that we have going on that we have guys passionate about like I'll just give you a for instance for me I'm passionate about these podcasts I'm passionate about basketball uh, about photography like they, they, these are just some of the things that I'm passionate about and I'm hoping that you guys can sense that through what we've been doing um, but anyway yeah that that was my favorite experience from all-star weekend 
ironically had nothing to do with the All-Stars, with the with the All-Star games, with the All-Star events. Uh, Fergie was pretty bad. <laughs> she was pretty terrible. I mean, it's what's been going around. And it's not even that, like... It's not even that she didn't hit notes. Like, she hit the notes she was intending to hit. So it wasn't even like she was trying to belt out this song and was just failing miserably. It's just that the fact that she tried something so different that it was bad is just, like... I'm, I'm just curious on who signed off to say, like... I think this will be a good job. Like, I think this will be, like, a hit. I think people will love it. I I just want to know, did she run that by anybody? Did she just decide on her own to go do it? Or did, did, like, somebody actually say, yeah, Fergie, you should do this. Like, this sounds great. Because if so, she should probably get rid of that person. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. But anyway, uh, if you want to check out some of the visuals that we have from All-Star Weekend, definitely check out our YouTube page. I can drop a link in the show notes as well, so definitely check that out and see what we had cooking up there for All-Star Weekend. Um, a little other, like a couple other announcements. We have, I have a couple feelers out there on through email right now to get some people onto the podcast very soon. So hopefully we have some guests coming on. I know I've been saying that the last few times, but you know, uh, never can be too hopeful. Um, and then on top of that, I should be more consistent for you guys. Um, like if you're following my Twitter, like I said, there will be updates on the podcast on when episodes will be coming out. Um, I like, since I got back from all-star weekend with the day job, I've had a lot of catching up to do in that kind of work. So there really wasn't much time to do all this. I'm also a head volleyball coach uh since volleyball was one of the other sports that i've loved from the beginning so i've had practices and tournaments for that this week as well so that is what um is kind of stopping me from you know putting this out on that regular weekly basis but i am really getting back into the groove of things now and we will start pumping those out weekly for you maybe even a couple a week if i start to do get guests on here so uh, definitely be prepared for that as well. So, uh, only a little bit to touch on right now because basketball just came back on Thursday night and it's only been, what, three days? Um, so just a little bit to touch on this week uh, and then we'll get really into the nitty-gritty of the second half of the season, quote-unquote second half of the season since All-Star Week isn't, or All-Star Weekend isn't exactly halfway through. Um so, I want to start with the Sixers. So, Joel Embiid, very nice showing uh, in the All-Star game. Ben Simmons and Dario, very nice showings in the Rising Stars game. Um, and it was really fun to watch all of those guys. Uh, and then, you know, coming into this after, coming into this, um, portion of the season after the all-star break they really have to make up a lot of ground because you know with that london game in the first half of the season they it, it, it like stalled their season almost like they don't they didn't play nearly as many games as most of the other teams in the league 
Um, like I think there were like five games. There were missing out on five games from as compared to the other teams in the league. So uh, they have a lot of making up to do, and that means that with extra games that they have to make up for, uh, or they have to account for. Uh, they're going to be a lot of back-to-backs in this second half of the season. So that'll be something to look for uh, for the Sixers. Will Joel Embiid play in all of those? Will Joel Embiid sit out like maybe half of them and play the other half? Or will he sit out like all the back-to-backs? Um, and, which by that I mean like sit out one game of all of the back-to-backs. <coughs> Excuse me. So... That's that's one thing to look for uh, for for the Sixers. It's going to be interesting to see how they manage that kind of um, uh, roadblock there for Joel Embiid because like we know that he has played back to backs now this season, but will they continue to play him in back to backs like throughout the entire time? Because I know especially this week coming up, they have four or five games in the matter of like seven or eight days, so right there is going to be like, okay, do we play Embiid all of those games or do we sit him out one, maybe two of those? And if you do sit him out, well, those like you, there's a lot of games they have to make sure that they win in this second half of the season if they are serious about wanting to make the playoffs. So uh, that's also something that you just got to be mindful of. Um, so after that, uh, moving on to the Knicks. Uh, one thing to look for them is that there's been uh, a lot of articles out there that say um, they're going to do a lot of exploring uh, in terms of you know what Moutier and what Nita Lakina can do for the team. Uh, they're going to be exploring you know how they how they respond to getting some more playing time. Like, will one of those guys prove to be the answer at their starting point guard spot? One guy who has been very bright for them as of late is Trey Burke. Trey Burke has actually been showing out lately. Um, he's been dropping like 24, I think he dropped uh, like 26 or 28 points the one night off the bench. He's been, you know, really giving them a much needed scoring boost, especially with Chris Stapp's Porzingis out. So it's been nice to see Trey Burke getting to a point that we thought he was going to be in the first place. Um, but, you know, still plenty of the season left and there's still... Uh, a lot of time for him to regress back to the mean, uh, or back to his mean, I should say. So, um, uh, just a couple storylines to look for uh, with the Knicks for this second half of the season is, will Trey Burke continue to give them this kind of scoring boost, and will he play himself into a new contract for the Knicks, or maybe someone else? Um, and then the the point guard battle of Moutier and Nita Lakina, who will win the starting job and will either of them win the starting job? Will they decide to cut Moutier and just keep Nita Lakina as a backup and try and find someone else? Will, you know, uh, Nita Lakina actually be the starter? Will Moutier be the starter? Whatever it may be. That's something to look at too. 
Uh, personally, I think that they should give more of the opportunities and chances to Nita Lakina. Uh, that's a guy that you drafted from the beginning, so you should have some kind of confidence in him from the start if that's who you thought was going to be your answer in the first place before Moutier was even made available. So that's that's my opinion on that matter. Um, moving on to Brooklyn. Uh, for them, I mean, there's really not all that much to look for for this team. Like, we know what this team is going to end up looking like at the end of the season. Um, just guys to watch that, like, if you really want to watch some, you know, underdog type of guys and see how they grow would definitely be, like, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, you know, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Karis LeVert, um, even uh, Jared Allen. Like these are these are guys that can definitely grow and show a lot of um, potential as they as they go on. Uh, but as far as like storylines to look for, it's really just you uh, like the growth. That that's really the bottom storyline for the Nets going forward is. You really want to see the growth in each player, the growth in the team as a unit, and the growth in the head coach, uh, Kenny Atkinson. So, like, there, there's a lot of – it's just how – who's going to be their diamond in the rough. It's kind of like um, the Sixers in their tanking years. Like, who will be those few players that are going to stick around when it is time to actually say, all right, we're – shooting for the playoffs we're shooting for the finals whatever it may be so that that's really the only storyline to look for for the nets uh moving on to toronto well with toronto i mean you got a lot to look forward to because like this is this this whole end of the the season now is where everyone wants to see toronto um separate themselves from from past seasons like this is where everyone's like well they're a regular season team we're gonna see them do decent in the regular season again they're at the top of their division again they're 41 and 17 right now they're a half game up on boston are they going to show up in the playoffs are they going to make these successful seasons worthy um, will Dwayne Casey ever win a coach of the year award? Because I mean, if we've looked at his body of work, he's deserving of some kind of acknowledgement, um, which I think is crazy because when you always talk about coach of the year candidates, Casey almost never appears, even though he's been quite successful with the Raptors, especially over the last like four or five years. Um, like he's he's coached them to some of the best records in franchise history, so I understand that people will take uh, playoff success into account in their heads of like best coaches, but for coach of the year, they don't usually playoff performances aren't uh, taken into account for that. So I think that he definitely deserves consideration, especially because they have changed up their game plan from last season. There's a lot of subtle differences in their game plan this year. They've been they've been playing, uh, and and th that's the thing is that with these changes in the game plan, 
they're still first in the division. Like usually when you see people changing a game plan, there's a lot of different like quote unquote growing pains in there. And there's a lot of different things that you can point to and say like, ah, see, like they changed this and they're just not used to it yet. But no, they came right into this season firing away first in the division 41 and 17. Like this is, it was pretty much seamless to move into this new game plan. So storylines for the Raptors definitely look for Casey actually getting some recognition and just it's time to see will they put it together will they step up in the clutch in the playoffs when it matters most or will they go down as they have the last few seasons and last but not least we have Boston um it, it for them it's really I think the main storyline for them is their offense uh, their offense hasn't been particularly good. The reason they've been winning so many games is due to their defense, and uh, that is definitely credited to Brad Stevens. Uh, obviously, Brad Stevens, well deserving of being in the Coach of the Year race. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he is the favorite right now. Um, I would put him at the favorite, to be honest. Even though, yes, I still said Casey deserves recognition, I would still put Stevens as the favorite. Uh, especially losing like a, a a star player like Gordon Hayward and still being able to put up a 42 and nine, 19 record, um, so their offense really is what you need to look for. They're 22nd in terms of points per game, like scored per, points per game. Now on the defensive side of the ball, they're second in the league for points allowed at 99.8. So like I said, their defense is really good. Their defense leads to some of their offense, but we need to see the offense produce because if you're facing these better teams in the playoffs and you're trying to depend on your defense to win you four out of seven games, I just don't see that happening in the NBA. Um, like Obviously, that can happen in things like football, or things like baseball, whatever. But in the NBA, it's an offense-driven league. That's just what it is. Like You can have a very, very good defense and still only win like one or two out of a seven-game series because that's how high-powered these offenses are. That's why people say you can't beat Golden State by locking them down. You're not going to lock them down. You have to outfire them. You have to you have to have more firepower than they do. So, like I said, it's going to be really difficult if that's what you're depending upon. So that'll be the storyline to look for for the Celtics. So that's it for me, guys, for this week. I just wanted to put out those feelers um, of things to look for, for in the second half of the season. I'll be back with more in-depth looks at all of the teams as we move on here. Um, and definitely, definitely, definitely check out the YouTube page. Check out that vlog from uh, All-Star Weekend. Please uh, keep commenting, or sorry, keep leaving, you know, uh, comments and ratings on the podcast page on uh, on Apple Podcasts and on iTunes. Uh, we're also on SoundCloud, um, Basketball Society on SoundCloud, uh, at the Atlantic Files on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, I'm at Atlantic Files. There's also at B-Ball Society underscore and Real the Underdog. Uh, make sure you check out the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. A lot of great podcasts on there. Make sure you check those out. The, there's really something for every sport. So 
definitely uh, keep your eyes peeled on that as well. And make sure, of course, to check out BasketballSocietyOnline.com. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Atlantic Files, and I'll catch you guys next week. Peace!